0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show the Big 12 rumor mill continues to spin, folks. The latest coming out of Ames, Iowa via Iowa State AD, Jamie Pollard. You'll hear his comments regarding what is expected to happen involving BYU and Big 12 expansion. Also today, an exclusive one-on-one conversation with Uriah Lopa Leotawa. Had a chance to speak with him earlier this week. A great chat looking back at Arizona and also looking ahead to the rivalry game on Saturday night. We'll to that and also a new commitment to the BYU football program Parker Kingston Roy High School he will be a Cougar it appears we'll explain what to make of his commitment a little later on in today's show as well a reminder for you guys to make sure if you have not done so already to check out the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 it covers every team in every division in the NFL it's been going on for the last week and a half across the Locked On Podcast Network they have used the help of Odyssey's team of Ross Tucker and Jason Lock. La- it to cover it all download the feed the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast and catch up because the season opener is tomorrow all right without further ado though let's get rolling here on a hump day this is the locked on cougars podcast for september 8th 2021 What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, I am absolutely privileged and honored to be here speaking with you guys on a Wednesday. Plenty to get to ahead covering all things BYU. But as always, this is customary. A reminder for you guys at the start of the show, if you're just checking us out for the first time, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU you sports. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button that way you never miss an episode and we can keep you guys apprised of everything going on with the Cougars and nice tidy format, 20 to 30 minutes is our goal every single day and you guys will be the smartest BYU fan in the room when speaking with your fellow Cougar fan, friends, family, confidants, whatever it might be. All right, getting things going on today's show. The Big 12 rumor mill continues to spin, folks. Uh, the Big 12 obviously had a meeting on Monday. As was reported by Pete Thamel, it was an informational meeting. All expectations are that the Big 12 chancellors, their executive committee, the university presidents who actually make the call on expansion, they are supposed to meet according to what I have heard from multiple people at this point that are very much more in the know than I am. They're expected to meet on Friday. Will an invitation be extended formally then? There very well could be the case, but... Why would I let myself speak more on this when I can let a guy who would be very much more in the know and actually wanted to speak someone on the record about it speak about it? Jamie Pollard is the athletic director at Iowa State University in Ames, Iowa. He was on their coaches' show earlier this week, if I recall correctly, and was asked some very interesting questions with regards to what's going on in Big 12 expansion, uh, the reports out there, and Pretty much backed up that Pete Thamel has it dead on in terms of his reporting. So here you go. Without further ado, Jamie Pollard, along with a couple of hosts that host the coaches show. I apologize. I don't know their names. I probably should have done some research on that. But nonetheless, the more important thing is what Jamie Pollard has to say. So here you go.
0: All right. Time to get to the elephant in the room here, Jamie. And uh, I I know you're probably pretty limited in what you can tell us, but tell us what you can about uh, Big 12 expansion.
2: See, I thought you were—you were baiting me there. You were going to say some <laughs> other topic, like no, that's... like the, you know, there's not much I can really say. You know, we, uh, um, as I told our coaches Friday night, um, we were asked to give our word that we wouldn't talk about what was going on, um, and I gave my word, and so my word is my word, and I can still say I kept my word. But um, safe to say, you know, what's been reported by um, certain members of the media. You know, um, Pete Thamel, I think, has got it pretty well wired because he must be talking to somebody that didn't keep their word. <laughs> so um, I'll just say that it's it's exciting for Iowa State because there was just a lot of uh, uncertainty and um, – You know, there's clearly going to be some uncertainty in how we put this puzzle all together, but um, the players that will be on, you know, in the game playing to put the puzzle together um, have come together a lot quicker than I could have ever imagined. And so I give a ton of credit to Commissioner Bowlesby because he worked um, like a coaching search, you know, stealth. Um, behind the scenes and you know we're not we're not to the finish line yet but um, things have moved really really quickly and so uh, I'm excited for that because you know it bothered me tremendously you know one just that that happened Mm -hmm. but it had you know it happened in a time period that Iowa State really you know there's a lot of really good things happening here right now, and it felt like somebody rained on our parade. And but at the same time, if somebody was going to rain on our parade, I'm glad we've got the parade we have right now versus a parade maybe we would have had years ago. <laughs> because I think we're still going to put our best foot forward for whatever that you know whatever the future is going to be. But I will say this: what really excites me um, is I think that in you could make a really strong argument that in football, from top to bottom, will be more competitive. And, um, you know, one team will be stay unnamed, currently a member of the Big 12, was only won two, you know, football championships in their whole time in the Big 12. So, you know, not not the, you know, the record that they seem to think they are. But, um, you know, some of those programs have really storied football tradition and some of them have been really good over the last several years. And then if you flip it over and look at basketball, you go, my gosh, basketball probably got three times harder. Yeah. So. um, I think that's really exciting for uh, for Iowa State.
1: No, it is. So but. looking so looking at the changes, I, I, one of the as a, as we see things changes it went from you know fan bases, then it went to TVs, and then it's going to streaming, and then what's next in that <laughs> world? Like where are we going right now? When you, it went from TVs, where I think this happened with the Big Ten, and that, TVs were the big part. Now I feel like it's some. St- streaming service is going to own this media someday is is that becoming the, the the driving force behind this
2: you know it's everyone likes to project that that's going to be i i think that um, it's probably going to be a combination i don't i don't think the world is ready to be you know all in streaming i don't think the streaming entities have figured out how to monetize it at a level that's You know, that can pay all the bills yet either. So, you know, even though linear is going down, I mean, linear is still 70 million homes, you know, with a a pretty good monthly rate. It's pretty dang good annuity, right? And so that's not just going to go away overnight, but it's, you know, at some point there's this intersection where, you know, streaming will then, you know, be ahead of linear. The problem right now is just, you know, who, who can get in the game, right? Mm -hmm. And ESPN pretty much has monopolized the game. And, um, that's shunned some people out of the market a little bit. And you know, I our hope is when we get to market here in twenty five, twenty six, you know, that's another reason I'm glad this moved quicker than later. We'll be solidified. You know, we're gonna be sustaining and we'll be in a position to capitalize on whatever is there.
0: And what I've said to people in recent weeks as all this uncertainty was flowing and, and everybody was kinda going <laughs> a little nutty about it is look, everything we can control is in great shape. Yep. When you talk about facilities, football program, football coach, you, Dr. Winterstein, um, academics, everything that I was taking control is in great, great shape. Stuff you can't control is where your campus is. you can't pick it up and move it to right. Houston. You know, so <laughs> we're, we're in Ames, Iowa. That's who we are, and we're proud of that. We want. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But, but all these stuff that you can control is in great, great shape.
2: Well, you know, Ryan mentioned it. You know, it's the last go around in 2012 it was all about television households because it was a linear world completely right and um you know we were more on the short end of that stick right but if you would have told me in 2012 when we were going through all that that the next 7 8 years were going to be the most robust years of right. cyclone athletics ever both financially competitively facility wise you know, people probably would have said, No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, go home, Pollard. Right. <laughs> you know, you're dreaming. And that's happened. Right. Yeah. And yet in 2012, we were staring at that cliff, almost getting ready to get pushed off. So, you know, what, as I said at our, all our staff meeting, I can't, I'm not a prophet. I can't tell you what's going to look like seven years from now. Right. It could be we, seven years from now, we may be going. That was the best thing that ever happened to us in 2021. You know, it got us out from underneath the, you know, the, um, you don't have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got us all from underneath the, yeah, whatever you yeah, want to call it. We'll stop right? you right there. <laughs> so, um, you know, and who knows now, seven years from now we might look at it and go, Oh, you know, that didn't turn out the way we thought. Who knows? But you know, I'm just glad that there's a blueprint now to go forward. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would say today expansion is more about circumstances because, I mean, you could make the argument that, um, you know, there's some schools in some of those leagues that, quote, are on the good side of things right now that, you know, couldn't hold the water of anybody. And, you know, there's some teams in our league that you'd go, really, that team's football program yeah. isn't, even, you know, and, and it was just circumstances, right? Yeah. So um, and likewise, the teams that are come into our league now, you know, it was only circumstances that kept them on the other side of the mm-hmm. wall, so to speak, before, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and so, you know, I'm excited for them to come to this side because I think that their, their programs are going to be bolstered by this too. And so, you know, seven years from now, we may look at the, those 12 and say, wow, you know, we passed by this league or that league. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if that happens.
0: There aren't, there aren't many places that are putting 61,500 and filling it. Correct. And, and, you know, it's one thing to have a 61,500-seat stadium It's another to have it full.
2: Right. Well, I mean, just look right this past weekend. I mean, you don't want to judge everything on weekends of success because it can flip on you the next weekend, right? But, you know, I know this. The big 12 institutions fill their stadiums, have robust environments, and it's exciting. We may not be in the greatest television markets, but it's an exciting product that's very sustainable. I know another league further to the west that's having a hard time filling and winning. their stadiums <laughs> and winning. didn't win this past weekend <laughs> and also are struggling with their television market. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that's what I love about we've solidified, you know, especially our Western uh, front by um, doing what we're doing.
1: We have strengthened our Western edge. Gee, I wonder what that could mean. And the interesting part also with Pete Thamel's reporting, something that was not discussed there, is that another round of Pac I mean, not Pac-Twelve, Big Twelve expansion could be coming before their TV contracts come up for bid in 2025. And per a lot of people that are out there kind of speculating on it, that's Boise State and Memphis's chance to get into the Big Twelve, making a 14 team league before they renegotiate their TV rights potentially. So very interesting things afoot, folks. And Stay tuned. Uh, like I said, I, I've been a broken record on this, saying that things are happening and they're happening very quickly. And Friday is the next big day to really look forward to with regards to what ultimately might play out. And obviously, we're in the middle of rivalry week this week with the Holy War, but nonetheless, Big Twelve dominating the headlines. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up with Uriah Lopa Leotawa, an exclusive one-on-one conversation I had with him. A great chat, looking back at the Arizona win. What did he do on the field that he felt like was good? Where can the defensive line improve? And obviously, what does the rivalry mean to a guy who grew up in Compton, California? We'll get to all of that. In mere moments. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. It's that time of year again. The NFL is going to be here tomorrow night. The college football season is in week two officially this week. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including their half million dollar NFL mega contest and their two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest, which are both open now at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your one hundred Welcome bonus. You heard that right. A 100% welcome bonus. All you've got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. And time is getting short, but also make sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and also using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football to basketball to baseball to boxing, right down to your favorite video. Vegas Casino Games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available to you guys from Bet Online because BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. Did you guys know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports actually lose? Is it really all that surprising, though, if you think about it? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, like, by the way, this is their job, who have got more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance, and that is where Stat Hero steps in. This is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineup shows you their lineups excuse me and dares you to beat them it's you versus the house in head-to-head of fantasy matchups you name your stakes it's winner take all you have the advantage because they're showing you the lineups ahead of time no one else is willing to do that you are obviously in total control stat hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one-on-one play stat hero now and change the odds to be in your favor go to stathero.com locked on right now and sign up for free and right now you also can get three times back on your first play they're giving you a 300 percent match that's absolutely unheard of go to stathero.com locked on to check it out once again that's stathero.com locked on please be joined now by Uriah aka Lopa Leotawa Uriah Lopa which one should I go with here
3: uh whatever one you prefer uh they're both my legal name but I've gone by Lopa my whole life. Uh, I don't think, yeah, my whole family calls me Lopa, and everyone on the team calls me Lopa. Okay. So either Lope. one works. Lopa it is. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Jake. How are you? I'm doing
1: great. Thanks for taking the time to join me here. I just wanted to kind of start things off by looking back a little bit at Arizona. Uh, how satisfying a win was that for you personally?
3: Personally, it was pretty satisfying. I felt like our D line play, played really well. Um, especially the youngins uh, like John Nelson and Blake Mingleson. they did really well for their first uh, college game. I was actually really impressed with them. They got the first game jitters out in the beginning of the quarter, and but there are a lot of things we needed to fix. Uh, a lot of tells we needed to hide a little bit better, and there's um, a couple of things we did have to go back to drawing board about, and just re-emphasize certain fundamentals. So like especially tackling was a big one. But, yeah, overall, I, I'm glad we can fix those things with a dub at 1-0 and 0, instead of trying to fix those things o, at 0-1, you know?
1: Well, most coaches will say it's easier to teach things and improve after a win than it is after a loss. So I completely understand exactly. that. Uh, I also wanted to ask you just a little bit about uh, – we co- heard Coach Roderick mention the fact that in the game, you guys were obviously trying to figure things out going in because they had a whole new offensive and defensive coaching staff. Was what they did on offense different than what you guys anticipated watching on film?
3: Uh, a little bit, yes. Uh, Arizona's offense was—they uh, came out shooting, and they're a lot more physical than we expected, and it was good. It was a good, uh, it was a good, uh, a good battle in the trenches for us, exactly, and. I was actually really impressed the props to them. I feel like uh their coaches is pointing them in the right direction culture-wise and everything. Um they're they're a gritty team. I'm going I'm expecting to do pretty well this year. And yeah, most of their gameplay was kind of a mystery to us. Like we were expecting a lot of other stuff and like halfway through the quarter we were like, "Oh, we got to change like half of our calls because this is not what we thought we were going to get." And so yeah, they caught us on our on our heels a little bit, but we were able to adapt and, um, you know, like what do you call it? Adjust to them.
1: I also wanted to ask you. You guys had four sacks in that game. How satisfying was that for you as a defensive lineman?
3: Oh, very satisfying. Oh man, our our D line is just getting started. We want more. I know the fans want more, but trust me, we want it just as much. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like we can get some more too with uh. The rest of our guys, especially our interior, if they get involved in it, we I feel like we can get a lot more pressure and a lot more sacks. We want to play aggressive within our scheme, and we want to show that our D-line won't skip a beat, especially after losing all of our guys from last year.
1: You brought up two names that I wanted to ask you about, John Nelson as well as Blake Mangelson. What makes them so good for how young they are?
3: Dude, these guys are crazy strong. I don't know what you guys feed these kids in Utah, especially south of Provo. They're both south of Provo. And maybe it's the farmings and all of that stuff, but these kids be coming in hecka strong, and I'm I'm really surprised how, like, athletically built both of them are. Blake is just farmer strong, and John just comes in jack. I know his cousin's, like, Porter Gustin, and he just runs in the family. They be drinking out of the tap. Like, there's something out of the tap in the water, man. I'm just saying. I thought the bubble is different, bro.
1: <laughs> is it, so, yeah. okay. Let me let me add, let me interject here. Is that why you put up on social media? Do you drink out of the tap? I saw that you put that up on social media.
3: <laughs> no, I I do not trust tap water. Okay. I went to go buy some uh, some bottled water from Walden. and my friend was like, "Why are you buying water? You drink out the tap." I was like, "That's disgusting. I don't trust that." You know, it's different in L.A., bro. You can't drink the water out of a tap. As a guy who is married to
1: a girl from Orange County, I completely understand what you're saying. So, I, I get it. I'm a Utah County boy, born and raised, and I, I drank out of the tap growing up. I understand it's very different in other parts of the country. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is really different. Yeah, But, yeah, those two, Blake and John, I'm excited to, to see their future, especially John, man. John's going to be a crazy athlete for us. Um, so, yeah. Blake is good, too. Blake's so strong. Especially within our scheme, he does what he's asked to do, and he does it really well. And that's the crazy thing about it.
1: Uh, Tyler Batty had a pretty good game, I thought, as well. What did you make of his performance?
3: Tyler did great, man. Tyler's a freaking uh, crazy guy. It's something about these South, Provo, South of Provo kids, man. What's <laughs> with them, bro? They're just so strong and energetic, bro. Looks so like you could just steal that from them. But, yeah, Batty killed it. Batty did... You know, what we expected from him, you know, playing within the scheme and, and just doing his job as the best as he can. And he's just a freak athlete. He had a couple of rushes and a couple uh hurries and pressures. And he had a really great sack. But honestly, I'm giving that one to Gabe Summers. Gabe had a sick move. He rewatched Batty's sack, Gabe flushed them to Batty. So they worked together as a D-line. So I'm just glad our D-line was able to get all of that together.
1: All right, now we turn our attention to this week, obviously the rivalry game against Utah. You are a kid who is from L.A. You grew up in the Compton area. Did you know much about the Holy War game before
3: getting here? Uh, not as intense as I thought it would be. Uh, I grew up with the UCLA-USC rivalry, and that wasn't as intense as this rivalry. I come to Utah, and actually I have a lot of family members that are Utah fans, so uh, I saw firsthand when I moved here how big it is how big it is to the culture here. You know, in LA, it's different. You know, a lot of people aren't invested into college football as it is here in Utah. So um, that was something that was interesting to me was seeing how big the rivalry matters, especially down here in Utah County to uh, BYU fans and Utah fans.
1: Do you think that's actually kind of a unique thing about the fact that we only really have the one pro team here with the Utah Jazz and the fact that college football is such an emphasis in this community?
3: Yes. I I actually do believe that. I think that with LA being from LA, there's so many other things going on. You have the Dodgers, Lakers, Clippers. You know, you even have a hockey team, and like not everyone's a sports fan, and so not everyone's like super focused on the college rivalries back at home like that. Um, but here, I just feel like everyone there's all eyes on college football here at, in Utah. So that's something that's a little bit more pressure than. I thought it would be, but it's, it's a crazy, cool atmosphere to have. You know, it's better than having nobody show up to the game than it is to have all this uh, support and stuff.
1: Uh, can you give me a, a kind of a short scouting report of what you see from the Utes on, on just in your film review?
3: Um, they're pretty good, to be honest. They, they're very balanced. Uh, I think their quarterbacks uh, are pretty good, too. The Burger it is actually really good i think he's a good quarterback um they run a lot they're actually very balanced they remind us of our offense a lot and it's just something that we have to look out for that's be wary of the tight ends because they use them very uh very well they use them in a lot of different uh facilities and stuff tight ends will like run you know end of rounds and that's something that most college uh, teams won't do and that's just something we have to watch out for, especially as the defensive line is where the tight ends are and how we can help, like, slow them down for the linebackers and all these things like that.
1: Uh, last two things for me. How important is uh, ending the streak to the team? Um,
3: I feel like with all these distractions from, like, everywhere, like, personally, me, I feel like it's important to me because we're playing. You know? It's sure. For me it's just like we're wanna know, they're wanna know. That's all that matters. Who's gonna come out too and all. a lot of our guys are trying not to think about the streak and what matters the most to us is that we're we're able to play another game and play it to the best of our abilities. So with me personally I don't really like to think about the streak, but in the back of my mind I do wanna end it.
1: I can understand that. Okay, and this is a fun one to put send you out on Lopa. I believe you served your mission in Samoa. Am I correct? Yes. What is the most unique thing you ate on your mission?
3: Oh yo! Oh shoot! <laughs> uh, frick! I forgot the word of it. Samoa, oh, bro, it's gonna come to me when I, when I, when I, frick! It's gonna come to me when I And this phone call, but. There's this thing that only comes out once a year in, like, December time. All the villages always go into the water to, like, catch it, but it's like coral sperm. It's disgusting. Coral sperm. Yes. I forgot what the word in Salmon is for it, but I wanted to throw (laughs) I remember that thing, bro. That movie was nasty. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing they eat out there.
1: Okay, well that um, is that that is very unique. I, I will freely admit that.
3: Wow, so yeah. That's I, a that's, that's a cool. I freaking forgot. I gotta ask my mom what it's called again. So yeah,
1: that's all, That's all right. I, th- like. I, trust me, when I be- began this conversation, I had no clue that's where this was going to end up. But it was absolutely phenomenal <laughs> to talk with you, anyways, Lopa. As yeah. always, my man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. What a conversation! And by the way, I looked it up. It is called pololo. That is what he's talking about. The coral sperm thing that sounds absolutely horrendous. And I will never be trying it. Duh. No, thank you. But nonetheless, a big thank you to Lopa and really interesting to hear him talk about the rivalry, what it means to him now versus when he showed up at BYU. And obviously looking back at the performance against Arizona, a huge thank you to Lopa Towel once again for joining us. And like I said, I asked some of these kind of off the beaten path questions because I'd like to have some fun with these guys. I never guessed I would hear about hunting for sperm, coral, whatever. I don't What did he even describe that as? Uh, Dude, nonetheless. Ugh, okay we'll move on now all right coming up in just a moment BYU football recently added a commitment from Roy high school athlete Parker Kingston what does he bring to BYU we'll dig into that briefly before we wrap up today's show today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar they are the best tasting protein bars in the world I mean that sincerely I am a huge fan have been since they launched on with the locked on podcast network to advertise with us. been going on this I think for over two years now if I'm not mistaken but The best part about Built Bars is now you are helping BYU Athletics by supporting the Built brand of companies. Built Bar stepped up and is making all walk-ons of BYU's lives a lot easier by paying all of their tuition for the given school year that they are in. That's thousands of dollars, folks, for 39 different student-athletes on BYU's football roster. It's an absolutely incredible gesture by Nick Greer, their CEO, and the rest of the company over there at Built. So get over to BuiltBar.com, or excuse me, excuse me, not built.com, excuse me, and learn more about what they're offering you. Absolutely incredible protein bars. They taste incredible. They're as close to a candy bar without actually being a candy bar as you can get. But more importantly, they're incredibly healthy for you guys. 17 to 18 grams of protein, just 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. It's an absolutely incredible protein bar. And also, you can save some money while you're there. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your next order that's promo code locked 15 at built.com support BYU athletes by supporting built bar and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere one final timeout on today's show to remind you guys that we are brought to you in part by an old friend of ours at All Guard Pest Control. Seth Baird and his team are the best of the best when it comes to the pest control game. The best part about Seth and his team is they're local here in Utah. They're based in Utah County but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out into some outlying areas like Tooele and Wasatch Counties. No matter what your pest control needs are, Wasatch can help you guys out. They've been to my house multiple times over the past three or so years. I have known Seth, and they are absolutely incredible. Their Google ratings, five-star ratings up and down the board, extremely satisfied customers, and yours truly is right there among them. If you guys have any needs when it comes to the pest control game, whether it's ants, spiders, vermin, whatever it might be, They would love to help you guys out. More importantly, they are not a door-to-door sales company who's going to knock on your door and say, hey, you need to sign a long-term contract if you want us to treat your house. That's not how they operate. They're upfront. They're honest. And by the way, their new website, it's absolutely incredible. You can actually learn a lot about the pest you're dealing with just by looking it up on their website. You can click on, okay, I've got an issue with cockroaches. It'll tell you exactly their behavior patterns, all that stuff before they come out. And you'll be as smart as the technician is potentially when they come out to take care of the problem. So give them a call if you have anything you need. 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Tell Seth and the rest of his team that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They'd be happy to take care of you guys. And they're big BYU fans to boot. Also, you can go online and check out their resources. All Guard Pest Controls with an S. AllGuardPestControls.com. A great company, a great owner, and a great service. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner with us here on locked on Cougars. Going a little long on today's show, but good information nonetheless. A huge thank you to Iowa State AD Jamie Pollard for that very enlightening conversation on the Iowa State Coaches Show, but also a big thank you to Lopa Lopaleatawa for taking the time. Always fun to catch up with that young man. He is one of the best interviews on BYU's roster, and I'm not trying to play favorites, but. Really, really fun to talk with him. But a new member of the BYU football program is incoming, and that is 2022 class athlete Parker Kingston by way of Roy High School. He is currently the Royals' starting quarterback, but previously has been a running back, a wide receiver, He's kind of a do-everything player for Fred Fernandez, his head coach up there at Roy. And I really like Parker Kingston as an athlete. Not a big guy, five foot eleven, 175 pounds, so there's little chance he'll play quarterback at the next level based on what I understand. I believe Jeff Hansen over at Cougar Sports Insider has said that the expectation is he'll end up as a wide receiver at BYU. And I actually had a question asked of me uh, during the game on Saturday because Neil Pau'u, uh passed that ball to Jaron Hall on that fake reverse pass, whatever they call that. And somebody asked me, well, what are they going to do about passing the ball as a wide receiver when Nil Powu graduates? Well, I said, you probably go recruit a quarterback who can play wide receiver. Well, lo and behold, Parker Kingston may be very well that answer. Like I said, five 5'11", 175 pounds, a good athlete, a guy who was committed to the Air Force Academy, but I always thought he was better than playing at Air Force. Nothing against the cadets, let me be clear about that, or the Falcons. But I thought he was a guy who very much could contribute at a higher level, and I think BYU is getting a good pickup here. He is the 14th commitment in the 2022 recruiting class for the Cougars, and I think this is actually going to be a guy that can come in and really play well for BYU. And at bare minimum, he's going to give you everything he's got. Fred Fernandez, their head coach up there, Roy, he's done a lot of good things in his coaching career, has always put out stellar athletes. And Parker Kingston just seems like the type of guy, where do you need me, coach, lines up and gets the job done. And I think that's the type of guy you want inside your program. So congratulations to Parker Kingston. We'll see if we can get him here on the podcast to explain more about his reasoning for deciding that Air Force was not the place for him and BYU was instead, but a really fun pickup. And by the way, people who have come out of Roy High School and gone to BYU have a pretty rich history, don't they? There's one very big name out there that goes by the name of Jim McMahon. But, you know, we're not going to hold Parker Kingston to that standard, are we? Maybe we are. I don't know. Well, We'll see what Parker says if we can get him on the podcast to answer to that question. All right. That's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. My voice is getting better, folks, so hopefully it didn't sound as atrocious as it has sounded earlier on in the week, but hopefully the information that has been delivered is of more worth to you guys than anything else. Make sure to follow the show on social media for the latest when it comes to BYU as well as the podcast. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Follow myself on Twitter at Jacob. C. Hatch. And as always, feel free to reach out via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Still soliciting ideas for how to give away a pair of tickets to the Arizona State game a week from this Saturday. If you had got an idea for it, send it in and be happy to take it under advisement. Maybe you will be the person that will determine the contest. Maybe it can help you win it. Never know. All right, so that's gonna do it. A big thank you once again for joining us. Hope you guys have all have a great day whenever you hear this, and we'll be back with you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast for September 8th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.